0: It's time for your low country real estate market update. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Brian is one of the top 1% real estate agents in Charleston. Find him online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843 400 8009 Now, broadcasting from the WTMA
1: studios. Here's your host, Brian Beatty. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I'm your host, Brian Beatty. Excited to be here. A lot to discuss today. A lot going on in housing. Spring is here, obviously. We're right in the middle of the throes of uh, the the spring summer market. Extremely busy time of year. So I want to help you guys understand for those that are following the market, kind of gauging what direction we're heading. Are we continuing this fast-paced environment that we've experienced for the past several years, or are things starting to slow down a little bit? So I'm going to answer that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the market. We're going to talk about institutional investors, several of which have already been here for a long time, but we've just been hired by one to buy up 50 homes a month. I mean, there's a lot of money getting poured into Charleston, so I want to help you guys understand how that's going to change our you know, our little landscape here in in, in our corner of the world, Charleston, South Carolina, i to talk about how to compete as a buyer in this market, which frankly just continues to get tougher and tougher. Um, and then, of course, a seller, you know, how can we capitalize on what's happening in this market right now? And frankly, and, and I said this last week in my show, but uh, I, I think that the window of opportunity for some uh, in, in specific markets and specific price points. In the Charleston area. I think the window of opportunity to get these ridiculous offers that we've been seeing that have become basically commonplace, I think that's starting to slow down. We're starting to see it on some of our deals with the high end stuff we sell. Uh, and I want to talk more about those dynamics and how you, as a buyer, seller, even investor, can prepare for that. So that's what we've got planned for the day here on the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Now, if at any point in time uh, you're listening to something and you say, you know, I want to have a discussion with Brian off air about that or if I can just help you with anything in general. You know, we have a lot of folks that call that say, hey, I need a good contractor, or what would you do in this situation? Just help me out a little bit. So if you'd like to reach out to me, of course, we'd love to earn your business. Been licensed since 06, top 1% of agents since 09, uh, over a billion dollars in real estate here in Charleston represented. Uh, my number is 843-800-0065. That's 843 800 0065 or you can check us out online listings in that's listings in where you can search homes for sale on the internet you can uh, find out how many buyers we have for your home should you decide to sell a lot of great information just educational in nature based on all the radio shows that we've been doing for almost a decade believe it or not uh, it's incredible at times to, to think about how quickly time has flown by uh, or of course, if you're uh, more the type of person that that is in the car a lot, then we've got a podcast. We're on YouTube, so just look up the Brian Beatty team. I'm sure you'll find us. So let's dive right in. I, I want to kind of first talk about the market and just where we're headed right now. Um, and I think there are some things that are happening. I think right before our very eyes. It's just that the data is not going to show that yet. Uh, we've got about a 90 day lag time between what's happening right now kind of shows up in the form of data. And a lot of agents, well, hopefully a lot of agents, are looking at the data and then helping their clients understand, based on this, here's the trend that I'm seeing. Here's how we can take this information and plan and make some informed decisions. But here's the reality. you know, We are, we, we are putting a little bit more inventory on the market, which is just consistent with the seasonal nature of our market and our you know, our location. Uh, we do have a seasonal market. The only time we didn't really uh, have any sort of seasonal adjustment uh, was right when COVID hit. Um, but if you look at the the sales prices, my goodness, they continue to climb. And let me just, let's go back a little bit. So let's go back to, let's go back to three years ago. Okay, so in April... 2019, the average sales price in our market was $376,000. April last month, we were at $585,000 as the average sales price. Now, again, these are average sales prices. We have seen quite a bit more high-end property sell. um, And it kind of begs the question, why are so many high-end homes selling? Why are so many sellers choosing to put those homes on the market? Uh, we'll get into that in just a minute, but if we switch it over and we look at the median sales price, uh, the median sales price is three ninety nine, and three years ago, it was. Let me get to it. Two seventy. So I mean we're we're up basically eighteen percent year over year from April com- compared to April of last year, which is just an insane amount of appreciation, and the, and the fact that we've experienced that at such a high level for four years. I mean, even two years ago, the average sales price was 375. So it was basically the same in April of 2019 as it was in April of 2020 because we hit that weird wall right when COVID came out. And then obviously things just went stratospheric. And of course, one of the reasons for that is that we just could not find enough inventory and, Demand skyrocketed, inventory plummeted. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the graph right now, Our MLS provides us with some really cool data and, and in real time. And if you look at the number of homes for sale, I mean, in January, or I'm sorry, March of 2020, we had 5,600 homes for sale in our market. And then by the end of the year, we were down to 3,000. And by April of last year, we were down to 2,000. And now we are around 1,200, 1250-ish. We dip down below 1,000 for a while there. And that in and of itself creates a bit of a bottleneck in our market. If there's just not enough homes to sell and we can't build them fast enough, then obviously that's going to have an impact on closings. Um, so we're you know a little bit behind where we, frankly should be in April. Uh, according to stats, I mean, in April last year, we sold basically 2,200 homes. Last month, we did 1,900. Part of that's because there's just not a lot to buy out there, or when it hits the market, uh, a lot of these uh, deals that buyer has already been sourced, so they're listing it, and it's you know it appears to you as the buyer that's kind of you know waiting online like a hawk for for prey, i.e., a house to be listed. Well, in many instances, those homes already have a buyer, so you're already competing with somebody. You've already got multiple offer situations, and you know, for those, uh, for, for me, we, we represent a lot of sellers uh, every year, uh, in in all price ranges. By the way, we sell land for folks all over the state. Uh, we do first time home sellers. You know, we've got a five and a half million dollar home on the beach we put under contract in two days. Uh, So and everything in between. And and so I guess the point in saying that is that we have an ear to the ground uh, in terms of what's happening in our market and that is versatile in nature. We are not specific to one subsection of our market on my real estate team. So we understand what's going on well. But the median days on market, get this, three days. Three days before something's under contract. It's just uh, challenging for, for buyers. And so I do want to talk about a little bit later on in this program, what can we do as a buyer to just have a, a different experience than what so many people are having right now, which is, yeah, we kind of just you know, we, we basically gave the seller what we could afford. It was it was ridiculous, but not uh, overly ridiculous to the point where we're just making a stupid financial decision. Uh, but these are the things that we had to give up or Sacrifice or risk In order to get this house And that's not a fun Experience for anybody You know I get that Everybody wants to win Right there's this um, I guess this overtone With regard to negotiations That it has to be me versus them And whoever gets hurt more Loses And that's not always the case That's not necessarily how negotiations Work So the, you know the challenge is you want to buy a house, they want to sell a house. Um, you need to find a way for them to get what they want and for you to get what you want. And there's an effective way of doing that, and there's a ton of books and classes and training on effective negotiations. Uh, and quite frankly, our industry uh, is a trial by fire industry. There's not I, I can't recall training that I received from a brokerage with regard to negotiating strategy. I'm, I'm self-taught in that regard, but it also comes from having done, you know, well over a thousand transactions. You, you learn a thing or two over the course of his 16 year career. And so, you know, as this market, uh, not necessarily opens up a little bit because we are seeing a little bit more inventory hit the market. I'm certainly not ready to say that, Hey, things are, are going back to normal. It's going to be a long time before, that happens. And and the reason I say that is because if you look at the month supply of inventory, which is kind of the statistic that we use to to an extent measure the health of a real estate market or or how weighted the market is in one direction or the other, buyers versus sellers. And so they say a balanced market is around six-ish months supply of inventory. Well, we've been, you know, under a month's supply of inventory for half a year we've been under two months supply of inventory for gosh a, a year and a half we have not been in a balanced real estate market in t- <laughs> since 2014 that is when inventory just started dropping every year you know we basically went down about one month of inventory per year with the exception of 2018 and 2019 but anyways the the, the point is, This market right now uh, has a few things fueling it. Of course, we still have high demand, especially in our area because of all the people that are moving here. Um, Rates clearly are going up, which is impacting affordability and the buyer's ability to buy something. But on the other hand, it is motivating them to get in now because it just seems like all signs are pointing toward rates getting even higher. You know, I was talking two months ago about um, some lenders that I know and I'm close friends with and and just, you know, we're what we would call industry experts talking about interest rates and they were not surprised or they they were hedging bets that by the end of the year interest rates would be at 7%. Well, we're not far off and it's going that direction or so it seems. No one has a crystal ball, but uh, maybe 8% isn't, you know, unrealistic. So, you know, we've got a lot of uh, headwinds still for buyers. We've got a lot of supply that we have to make up, and so it, from 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 my perspective, I don't think we're going to fix our problem. It, and and it's not really a problem to begin with, by the way. It's just if the market is going to return to normalcy, if the scales are going to balance, it's going to be very challenging to do that from the supply side because of the length of time it takes to build, because of the cost of the land, the cost of construction, the cost of labor. How can you incentivize a large population of people to sell their home when they now have 3% interest rates? So it's tough to get it from the supply side. We're going to have to beat down the demand side, which is one of the things that the Fed is doing with their rate hikes to try and combat inflation, but you know they're destroying demand effectively. And that is a real strategy. And so, as time goes by, uh, what I think you're going to see is the buyers are going to stop subscribing to this notion that if they want to buy something, they've got to make a ridiculous offer, swing for the fences, give it the very best they have. I do think things will start to slow down here a little bit, maybe more toward the end of the year, because I still think we have a run of appreciation left. That being said, we'll see what the data says 90 days from now because we are we are we are seeing the effects of the increase in in interest rates right now. Deals that have been caught up, that have been delayed for whatever reason, those rate locks that those buyers have for their mortgages are expiring, which is very very bad. We've we've got buyers that have 4% or or less interest rates or four and a half percent interest rates, and those lenders have locked those rates for call it 45 days. And if some sort of delay in closing occurs and that lock expires, now they're forced to look back at that mortgage at today's rates, which could be five and a half, six percent, maybe even more. Which puts people in two different categories. Either I can no longer afford this house. Well, I guess three categories. Either can no longer afford this house. I don't want to pay for this house at that cost. Or, you know what? It's fine. Let's just move forward and let's buy it. So it's not all doom and gloom, but we are seeing some people that are essentially getting priced out of the home that they had under contract because at the time they put it under contract, they could afford it. But now they can't. And so... Uh, When we come back, I'm going to talk about, and and as unfortunate as this is to say this, buyers are going to have even more competition in our market locally, especially in the price range that is extremely competitive. And I'm going to talk about institutional investors. So stick around. This is the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Remember, if you want to reach out to me and have a discussion about your real estate needs, you're thinking of buying selling, investing, maybe becoming an agent yourself, or maybe you're an agent now and you just like a change of pace. Uh, we are hiring. It is a full sprint right now for some additional help based on some great things that we've got going on, which I'm about to share with you when we come back. But if you want to reach out to me, 843-800- 800 0065. Or check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston. Com. Stick around. We'll be right back. It's
0: the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Broadcast Saturday mornings at 9 and Sunday mornings at 10 on The Big Talker. 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA. The Big Talker. You're listening to The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on The Big Talker. 1250 WTMA and
1: WTMA.com welcome back folks as the Brian Beatty real estate show continues here on the big talker 1250 WTma and wtma.com thanks again for joining me as we continue our discussion about housing here in the low Country which is what this show is all about you know for those of you that are tuning in for the first time this is where uh, you come to learn more about not just the housing market here in Charleston but the process you know I, I'd like to think I do a really good job of kind of peeling back the curtain on the Our industry and helping you kind of take a look inside to understand how our industry works, how real estate agents think, and then how you can use that information—you know, information on the process, the market, and uh, and and the industry—to help educate yourself and make informed decisions about the real estate market. Everybody always wants, you know, hey, everybody wants to buy low, sell high, right? Um, And as this market continues to uh, to an extent surprise everybody I think um, you need some clear direction on kind of which way things are headed and and what should you do and when should you list when should you buy uh, how much should you pay what's uh, the right strategy and and what's the wrong strategy it's different per person but that's what this show is all about to help you better understand really what's happening out there and so I, I want to get to some really good news but first if you want to reach out to me if you want to have a conversation about your specific goals. You're thinking about buying a house, thinking about selling a house. Let's let's get together. Let's talk about the market. If you're thinking about selling, let's walk through the house. I'll tell you that there are a lot of things that you might think you have to do to your house that you really don't. There's a bunch of stuff that people end up doing sometimes at the direction of real estate agents that end up costing you money and not making you money. And so if you're thinking of selling, let's do a walkthrough. I've got all the contacts you need to fix the place up if in fact it does need some work. Uh, Of course, we can come up with a strategy and I can likely bring you a buyer before it even hits the market, which is what I'm going to talk about right now. Uh, But if you want to reach out to me, 843-800-0065, that's the number, 843-800-0065, call or text. You can email me, brian at com, or go to listingsincharleston.com. So here's the big news. We have been hired by an institutional investor to help them purchase 50 homes per month in the Charleston market. They are paying cash. They are as is. No appraisal. No repairs. Flexible closing date. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. So that's what I, I, you know, so if you're thinking of selling, I've got a cash buyer for you right now. So, again 843-800-0065. this is very real there are already institutional investors in charleston by the way some have been here for years but let's let's kind of start with you know well what is an institutional investor what do you what do you mean by that so an institutional investor buys sells manages you know everything from stocks and bonds to other uh, investment securities on on behalf of its you know clients and customers and stakeholders and so on and so forth and so broadly speaking there are a few different types of institutional investors uh, commercial banks mutual funds hedge funds pension funds insurance companies um, and so they're looking for a place to find a reliable rate of return in an environment that's not so volatile and you know, again, there have been institutional investors uh, and large investors in Charleston for years. American Homes for Rent is one of them, but these are folks like you know Zillow that used to go out and buy homes and or or knock or open door or offer pad or Sunday. I mean, there's a bunch of them out there. Invitation Homes. Um, but what these what these companies do is they go and they buy something. They see that properties are reasonably appreciation appreciating, but they're looking at the spread. Between what they can buy it for, what they can rent it for, and then of course the ultimate ROI so that they can provide their stakeholders, their investors with a consistent, somewhat safe return. Or at least safer than other investment vehicles or strategies. I mean, look what happened with the Dow. And so it begs the question, well, why are they buying so many single family homes and that's that's what they're buying. They're not buying uh, well some of them are buying apartments, things like real estate investment trusts REITs um, but a lot of the institutional investors out there are, are focused on single family detached homes and so why 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 are they doing that? Why would you know money from Wall Street go out and buy a bunch of houses? well first of all the the rental population. Is, a, is an important component of this. And there there's some reliability there. You know, 75 to 80% of tenants of single-family homes renew their lease. There's a three-year average rental term on, you know, residential, single-family detached investment property. And, you know, they take care of the property as well. They mow the lawn. They do generalized, you know, maintenance-related things. You know, I, my mom and, and stepdad rented a place for years and years and years, and our house always looked great. I was always, you know, probably because of me, by the way. Now that I think about it, I'm, I'm the one out there pulling weeds, laying mulch, cutting grass. <laughs> I did a lot of manual labor when I was a kid, uh, but I kind of enjoy it, and I and I enjoy it now, too, ironically. Uh, no PTSD there. But anyways, uh, you know, they take care of the property. They've got this pride of ownership even though it's not theirs. Uh, you know, another reason why is that there's no like face to face issues like you might have in an apartment complex. The tenant rivalries that sometimes brew in apartments are not fun. And frankly, for me, that was one of the reasons why I was so motivated. Gosh, this was 11 years ago when I was the top agent in the Southeast U S for my brokerage. Uh, We were living in a condo. The tenant, we owned it, my wife and I, but the tenant right across from us worked the night shift and they would routinely leave their dog out on the porch and that dog would just bark all night long. Drove me insane. Which maybe is the reason why I'm insane. I'm just kidding. But anyways, you've got these issues that sometimes arise in these apartment complexes. You don't have to deal with that with single family detached homes, at least not as much. But then here's the big kicker. Rents are up about 20% in Charleston. And I think they're slated to continue to go up because we're kind of moving toward a nation of renters um, for a variety of reasons. But I'll get to that in a minute. They're also looking at the fact that, hey, our market is appreciating consistently prices are up 18% compared to April last year. They're expected to continue to rise. And here's the beautiful thing. Real estate never goes to zero like stocks would. It's also a hedge against inflation and other just volatile investment vehicles. But here's, here's what's interesting why I say we're kind of uh, trending toward a nation of renters, which obviously is a, an aggressive statement and I and I don't obviously mean that everybody's going to become a renter, but the rate of home ownership, if you look at that, that really peaked in two thousand five. It was at sixty nine percent. And then it declined until twenty sixteen, where it bottomed out at sixty three and a half percent. Right now, even with everything that has happened over the past several years since twenty sixteen, we're still at sixty five and a half percent. We're still below two thousand five. And so just bigger picture, there's been a bit of a paradigm shift. Younger millennials and newer generations just aren't as quick to buy homes as baby boomers once were, as an example. So you've got like, you know, in in the wake of the Great Recession, compounded with enormous student debt, trying to establish your career, and the increased cost of home ownership you know, in addition to everything else that just costs more, owning a home has taken a bit of a backseat to that section of the population. And there's a bunch of studies that have been done on this as to why. Uh, one being that they value experiences more than they value things. And so first-time homebuyers is really what we're talking about here. They peaked in 2009 when 47% of purchasers bought their first home. It bottomed out in 2017 at 29%. And now we're still sitting somewhere in the low 31 32% range. So we're missing a large population of first-time homebuyers. That's why institutional investors are out there buying up property so they can basically take advantage of this large population of renters that will need housing and they're farther they're further enough in their career and in, in their life to where they can afford something fairly nice um, and and you know so how can you as a buyer this this is the question so how can you as a buyer kind of compete with a cash buyer that's as is flexible close date no repairs no replace appraisal so on and so forth it's really tough to do. I'll tell you, and I'll just I'll mention this again. We've been hired by an institutional investor to help them acquire fifty properties per month. So and and they're they're paying full price for things. So if you're out there, you're listening right now and you want to sell your house, I'm just here to tell you I got a buyer for you right now. Just give me a call, eight four three eight hundred zero zero six five, eight four three eight hundred zero zero six five. We'll work with you on the closing date. Obviously, you're going to have to find a place to go if one hasn't been lined up for you. But the nice thing is, is that you, if you need to sell your home before you buy, you've got a cash buyer in your back pocket. It makes it a heck of a lot easier to go to that seller of the home that's, that you're trying to buy and say, hey, here's the deal. I've got a cash offer guaranteed, no contingency, going to close on my home. So it sure does make it a lot easier if you're a buyer. But if you're competing against one of these institutional investors, what they will not do is they will not go above fair market value, which is independently determined. Um, So that being said, you kind of have to compete with other buyers in this market anyways. When the homes are selling in in, in three days, it's very commonplace for you to be in a multiple offer situation. The, the key, of course, for a buyer is to try and find this home before it hits the market and before there's any other competition that's staked their claim to it or, or, or expressed interest in it. And so, sellers, if you're trying to get your hands on, on some of this money, I'm just here to tell I mean, it's not my money, but it's uh, money that we are investing based on what this investor's looking for. So, I mean, if I'm a seller out there, if, if maybe I've got a rental property and that tenant's coming due and I'm thinking about selling it, Uh, I'm just here to tell you, I got a full price cash uh, offer for you as is Flexible Close Date right now. Again, the number to call, 843-800-0065, 800-0065, or go to listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back with more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and (laughs) WTMA.com.
0: Visit Brian Beatty's website at listingsincharleston.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues next on The Big Talker, 1250 1250 WTMA. Now, The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA.
1: Welcome back, folks. As the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I always like to take just a moment and say that I appreciate those of you that listen to the show and rely on the information within it to help shape and understand your your goals better, your, your aspirations better as it relates to real estate. If you're thinking of buying, selling, investing in real estate, maybe even becoming a real estate agent or changing to a different brokerage if you're not getting what you need, uh, but the whole point of the show is just to arm you with the information you need to make informed decisions. So I appreciate those of you that rely on the information within it to to, to help do that. Now, I want to I want to switch gears just a little bit, and I want to talk about uh, selling for sale by owner. You know, we've and I think to an extent our industry has done this to ourselves. I I personally, and I've been pretty vocal about this, but I just can't stand all of the the real estate posts about agents flexing about how many homes they sold, or that, hey, I just sold another home for full price in a day, and but they make their job look so easy. That's the narrative that they're pushing so that everybody sees how awesome they are. They never talk about the things that take you know, four weeks to sell or two months to sell, uh, and let's be honest, not everybody wants to sell their home in two days. Some people are perfectly fine with waiting a month or two or three if they get the price they need, or if they get the terms that they need in order to move on to the next chapter of their life, whatever that might be, and so a lot of folks are saying, "Well, maybe I should just sell it myself." And I'm going to read. It. I'm going to read a text. I'm actually going to read the text. I've been given permission to do this. Um, and so here's the text. I'll read it, and then we'll get into it. Here's the text. This is great. Let me just say, I totally get why people hate agents and buying selling houses. I feel so exposed, it's sick. These vulture agents have been swooping down on my property like they smell a carcass. People ring my doorbell anytime they like with no phone calls just to tell me how great they are and how they can sell my house. And I keep telling them, if you want to sell our house, bring us a buyer. But they just keep calling me. I know not all agents are this way. I bet, in fact, the good ones wouldn't be caught dead soliciting themselves like a bunch of ambulance chasing attorneys. I just want and need life to go back to normal and to sell my house. I also feel like my FISBO sign literally says, come harass me. I'm not getting anywhere and the whole point in selling for some of my owner is not paying a commission, but that's all these agents want. <laughs> Clearly she's a little upset. And so I, I get it. You know, the here, here's my response to that. And so and that's not all I want you to first understand that there are plenty of folks that do sell their home successfully and, and do save some money in the process. Um, There are others that sell their home, but they haven't saved really anything. And so basically they just worked for free. Um, And the math on that can be pretty simple, especially if you're working with someone that's even remotely savvy as a buyer or as an agent representing a buyer that's bringing you a contract, which is is not a great situation for you to be in as a for sale by owner, honestly, especially if it's an agent that's experienced, that really doesn't owe you anything, and is their responsibility to protect their buyer and their best interests, not yours. It, it it can get pretty rough for, for the seller because you don't know what you don't know. But when it comes to selling for sale by owner, look, you know, about 50% try selling it, doesn't work out. 50% just want to sell and they want to save some commission. And by trying to sell and it doesn't work out, meaning they hired an agent and it didn't work out. Now, this is a stat from a few years ago. Uh, Today, it's not really a challenge to get the home under contract. I guess the question is, number one, uh, did you maximize your sales price not only at the initial negotiation of that contract, but how much hair does that contract have? How many different ways can that buyer Kind of dig in and twist a knife and get something after the fact. That's that's how a lot of these buyers are kind of winning, so to speak. They're making it up on the back end by creating open-ended uh, due diligence periods, ambiguous language, uh, and again, if you if you've not been through this before, or if you're not working with somebody to at least be a transaction broker for you or a you know a, a good real estate attorney, then. Um, there are many instances in which sellers really are frankly taken advantage of, but look, inventory is low. Demand is high. Prices are going up. sounds like a good time to sell. I agree. I, I get it. Yeah, I had a conversation with a first time home seller that's interested in selling and they're moving to Hawaii on a military relocation in about six months, had an idea of, you know, selling for so owner for the first few months and then giving it to an agent. Uh, if it didn't work out, they had plenty of equity and they had time. Um, you know 6 months and so here's what uh you know I told them I said hey give it a shot if you find a buyer then let me know and for a significantly smaller fee I'll write up the contract I'll make sure that what you and the and the buyer are trying to accomplish is is reflected in an agreement appropriately just so that there are no surprises there there are no Loopholes that sometimes these buyers or investors can create, uh, and and get out of the deal at no penalty, or you know ask for things that they probably shouldn't have. Like there's this whole uh, you know kind of movement where they're saying as is, but they're checking a different box, and so even though they've said as is, it doesn't mean anything because the contract says they have the right to negotiate repairs. So there's just all these little things that you as a seller need to be aware of, but. You know, the first, what, what I would say to somebody thinking of selling their home for sale by owner right now is first and foremost, be prepared to work hard. You've got to work on your condition. You've got to work on your station or staging. Um, I've, I've got a, a guide. I actually have two guides and they probably go one and they go hand in hand. And so let me just say really quickly, if you want a guide on how to prep your home for sale and tips on selling your home for sale by owner, then just text the word guide to 843-800-0065, 843-800-0065, text the word guide, 843-800-0065, I'm going to reply and I'm going to ask you for your email address so I have a way of sending it to you, Um, and then I'll I'll, I'll provide you with that report, but you've got to work on your condition, your staging, you've got to do your pricing research, now you can go and look up Zillow, but, and God, I've talked so much about Zillow on this program, it makes me sick. But the reality is, Zillow knows nothing about the condition of your house and it knows nothing about the upgrades inside your house or on the outside of your house. There's only so much you can do to update that information. So, I mean, if you really want to hit the nail on the head, get an appraisal, but... um That's what we're here for. That's what real estate agents are here for. We won't charge you anything. Would we like to earn your business as someone and and list your property for sale? Absolutely. Who wouldn't? But I'm in the business of helping people and if you need an idea of what your home is worth, let me know. It doesn't take me long. It takes me a few minutes to pump that information out. I'll, I'll, I'll happily do that for you with no strings attached. That being said, maybe you want to buy a home after you sell yours. Maybe we can work together in that regard. Maybe there's someone else you know. But I think the more you give, the more you get. So aside from your pricing research, you know, what, what's your marketing plan? Which is mostly self-taken photos and a FSBO sign, maybe some flyers. You know, Some go the extra mile and, and make a website for their home and maybe even they put it in a, the MLS in like a flat fee listing. You know, they pay a few hundred bucks just to get in the MLS. Uh, most websites that these homeowners create are basically a billboard in the middle of nowhere though. You know, they've got a site, but they don't focus on driving traffic to that site. And frankly, that's why a for sale by owner when it comes to marketing, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but I'm just giving you a frame of reference that there's just no way they can compete with somebody like my team that literally gets hundreds of thousands of clicks a month for all the properties that we market and the advertising we do, and the sometimes thousand plus people that contact us every month that takes a small army to sift through uh, to determine who's serious from curious, right? We don't want to be out there showing property or asking sellers to you know, clean up their home and, and put their kids and dog in a car and drive around for an hour for somebody that's not ready to buy something. Uh, or at least we're going to be very upfront with the situation beforehand. But gosh, that that in and of itself is the worst. And that's one of the big problems in selling for sale sell by owner is that you, you now have to take on the job of being a real estate agent. You've got to be there when people are walking through your house. And if you're not taking the time to qualify your showings, you're going to get frustrated really quickly because there are a lot of agents out there that say, Hey, I've got a buyer. I want to preview it for them. And you know, when can I come by and take a look? And, um, there is no buyer. It's the oldest trick in the book. There is no buyer. They just want to get face to face with you. Talk more about what's going on with you. And so you'll notice they'll ask you a bunch of questions. They're fishing for information. They're looking for things around the house they can use to build rapport with you. And they're, uh, Trying to kind of insert themselves into the process to say, well, you know, if you don't sell your home, when are you going to list it with an agent? And blah, blah, blah. And I don't mind any of those questions, by the way. Those are great questions to ask, but it should not be done under uh, this false pretense that you have a buyer that you're looking for this property at or looking at this property for. That that to I just I don't like disingenuous sales tactics. I'm very clear about that. I've been very vocal about that on this program. Um, But you've got to be available for showings. If you work a nine-to-five, some buyers just uh, won't wait on you to be available on the weekends. You're also the one doing all the follow-up for feedback. Um, you got to educate yourself on this process. You need to know what the contract says if you're not going to hire an agent. And if you don't feel 100% comfortable with the contract, then you know either hire a real estate attorney or hire an agent to act as a transaction broker for you, where we are we are we are simply helping you fill in the paperwork based on the you know maybe verbal agreement that you have between yourself and the buyer to make sure that everybody's on the same page and that what you want the the intent is properly reflected contractually. Uh, the other thing that I would say you know is there's obviously the safety concern associated with this. So I think at the very least, uh, you should be getting, um, you know, a copy of their driver's license. You should be having some sort of like calendar that is shared with somebody else that says, this is the person's name, their phone number, their email address, and this is when they're going to be at my house. You've got to have some sort of record of who's seeing it and when. um, and if you've got, you know, if you're a for sale by owner and you just feel like you're spinning your wheels with all these agents saying, "Oh, you got a buyer for your house," when they don't, well, then here's how you here's how you solve that. Hey, send me a copy of your buyer agency agreement, and uh, you know, be with your buyer when you come and see it. Now, they might say something like, "Well, they're out of town." Okay, well, you can Facetime with them, and we'll walk around together, and I'll answer any questions you might have. Um. In most, most instances, agents are not going to go through the process of basically like trying to find someone and act as a buyer, a fake buyer to maintain this, this, this basic lie that they've told, which is that I've got a buyer for your house when they don't. I don't mind agents calling for sale by owners. I do it and saying, hey, if you have not sold your home or if you at any point in time want to list with a professional, I'd like to apply for that job. And, and that's a genuine ask. Uh, rather than, hey, I got to buy it for your house. When can I come by and preview it for them? When they don't. Some do, most don't. So, just some tips for you. If you'd like that information on selling on your own or prepping your home for sale, just text the word guide to 843 800 0065. That's 843 800 0065 or go to listings in Charleston. Stick around for the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com.
0: Hear the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show every Saturday morning at 9 and each Sunday morning at 10 on 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. 1250 WTMA, the Big Talker. Expert news and views on the low country real estate scene. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on 1250 WTMA.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. I didn't do a very good job this weekend of of taking care of my time because we've only got about a minute (laughs) before the show ends. But I did just want to relay again uh, the seriousness of this investor that we have been hired by to acquire property in Charleston. They are paying cash. They are paying full price, no appraisal, no repairs, flexible closing dates. If you're considering selling your home, then give us a shot first. Give us a call. We'll pay you full price for your house. It's it's literally just that simple. So all you have to do is call or text 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or go to my website, listingsincharleston.com. You can click on the contact tab, tell us about your house, and we'll tell you how much the investor will pay for it, which will be full market value. So, Thanks so much for your time. You guys enjoy your weekend and thanks for listening to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com.
0: Join us for another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show next Saturday morning at nine and Sunday morning at 10. Contact Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com or call him at 843-400-8009.
1: That's 843-400-8009.